Hey guys, it is Savage Kate and Jordan, and this is Audio Odyssey. Oot, oot. Dern, nern, nern, nern. Still no intro. Still no intro. <laughs> You're gonna deal with me until that time. What's up? You know, we're just uh, just chilling. You know, we are chilling. I'm excited to learn about a new. Well, I don't know if I know them, but I'm excited to learn about the band that you're covering. Oh, my God. I'm really excited to talk about the band that... Um, or the person. I don't know if it's... You don't even know if it's a band. Are you just making assumptions now, man? It could be. <laughs> it could be. Now, wait It here. could be a song. It could be an album. It could be a music producer. Maybe it is the hamster dance. Are you doing a whole episode on the hamster dance? You remember that song? Wow. <laughs> you probably could do a... You probably could do a whole episode just culturally what that did to. I don't know much about it to be honest with you. Me neither, but I think it'd be kind of. Was cool. it pretty? I mean, I remember. The song. I think it was on stupid videos. Remember stupid videos or E Bombs World? Do you remember E Bombs World? I don't know. Oh my god! Did we have different? What's... How did you watch videos back in the day prior to YouTube? How did you consume videos? Uh, Vine. This was <laughs> Vine was after YouTube. Katie. YouTube. I don't know. I was watching like VH1 and MTV constantly. Okay, that was on the television. I'm talking about on your your PC, your MySpace, personal computer. MySpace. Okay, yeah, MySpace didn't have videos though, did they? Did they have videos? Uh, sometimes no. What we have already made. Some, there's gonna be people. Did they? There's gonna be people who don't know what music. MySpace music was is. on MySpace. Okay, the point. That's being, gonna age us. You have to. We're millennials. If you are, if you guys are, we we're are both millennials. millennials. We're in the middle, I think, though, aren't we? Yeah, I'm 88. I'm 90. Oh, you youngster millennial, yo. Katie was born in the 80s. Yep, you betcha. Yeah. Um, I can't say that. But yeah, so people, I was talking about e-bombs world and stupid videos. That's how you watch videos prior to YouTube. You could go on stupid videos and watch people falling down and the Numa Numa guy. Remember? Ma-da-da-hee. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Some people will get that reference, others will not. But so yeah, this uh, this ep is going to be about you and your band, and we'll get rid of or we'll do the uh, normal routine of music news. Do we have any music news? Um, One of my bands that I listen to, I think they're on a tour now, and it's called The End. Huh. And I, don't know, and I don't know if it means that it's the end that they're breaking up. I didn't. The tour is named the, the end? The tour is called The End. Who's What's the band? Explosions in the Sky. Oh, okay. They're an all-instrumental band from Texas. And they actually, if you've ever watched the movie or the TV show that they made off of the, the book. Yeah. It's actually from a book, but um, Friday Night Lights. The, the music yeah. in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And then the intro... And a lot of the music in Friday Night Lights, the TV show, inspired by the the, the novel. Um, but yeah, they they're an all instrumental band. They're really great. But yeah, they're they put that they're the end tour. Okay. They played in Minneapolis on the twenty third of September. Um, I wanted to go see them, but it like really didn't align with my schedule, unfortunately. So I wanted to go see them. I've actually have seen them live one time at First Ave in Minneapolis. Oh my god, you've seen a show at First Ave? I have. Yeah, I saw them for that was the only concert I've ever been. I have to never seen a show at, at First, First Ave. Ave. It's on a bucket list. It's uh, a it's a historic. Uh, venue. hello. Prince has from played one of there. the greats. Yep, Prince. And if you when you Purple go Rain. for people who live in Minneapolis or have been to First Ave, um, such cool venues too, music venues in yeah. Minneapolis. Mi- Minneapolis needs to get a, a little bit more shout out for their music. They do have. They don't music. get known for that, but they have a pretty awesome music scene over there. Yeah, and I think so. When you go to First Ave, the fingerprints of people who have played there are all over. The yeah, I've seen TikToks. Yeah. First, I follow First Ave on TikTok. Yeah, so it, it was a cool show. So if Explosions in the Sky, if you guys are ending your tour and you guys are maybe just taking a break, the end to me means finality. So yeah. I don't know if that means that they're going through like a band breakup or a different transition, but, you know, shout right. out to them. I I was, uh, I've, I've showed them to so many people. They're a band that I don't think are like very well known. And the friend that I actually went to the concert with, it was me, my wife, my brother, my friend, and his now wife. I showed him Explosions in the Sky. And it is always an argument with him <laughs> because he thinks he showed them to me. And, oh, don't you he, love those? I know. And he's not a sports fan. I was like, hey, 
I showed you them because you don't like Friday Night Lights, and I do. So, like, where would you have heard them from? Well, I don't know. I think I found them on whatever. I'm like, no. I showed you. The Wicked Witch of the East, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she came down in a bubble, dog. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how the argument goes. That's how I picture every argument yep. ever. And when, when somebody's describing me an argument, that is the first thing that pops in my head. The yeah. Wicked Witch of the East. So that's the only music news I have. I don't know if you have anything. I um, I, I don't want to say I don't know if it's really music news, but have you catched uh, the U two concert in Las Vegas at the new is it the, the new sphere? Strat- the sphere. Oh my god! So yeah, that uh, that is pretty cool. The- Let's do some shrooms and go see your show yes. there, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh my <if> would, god! <laughs> if you smoked a little, allegedly. Bit of, uh, okay, guys, the allegedly. Lettuce. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly. So that sphere is all leds for people who don't know what it is and it can broadcast any video you can think of so it's essentially it's a, insane it's essentially a, a scoreboard with high def leds and the company who actually built it is a canadian company that oh uh, shout out to the canadians man. i can't remember what the name of the company is um god bless them. i kind of worked in that industry for a little bit in manufacturing and distribution so like we did research on that company that built yeah. it because we have a competitor near where we live that but- I didn't know you did that. Yeah, that's what I was doing recently before I got. Oh, I got you. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Hey guys. Yeah. Like and follow our podcast so we can support Jordan. Yeah. (laughs) I will. I'm going to be opening up my Venmo for everybody. We're going to share it. If you want to just throw me some cash, please send some tips. Yeah, I mean, we did my episode uh, last for Casey Musgrave, so I hope everybody enjoyed. Oh, that was such a good one, Jordan. The deep dive on Casey. So. Yeah, if you want to throw me a couple dimes, I'd be I'd be open to it. Yeah, throw me a couple dimes. Um, getting into our homework, we're gonna go over. We're gonna do good news. Oh yeah, we forgot good hey, news. Man. Yeah, we were kind of just like talking about yeah the music news. I'll go first. Yeah, you share your good news. Yeah, the Vikings just freaking won finally. <laughs> first game. This is wow. Gonna, this is gonna give our a timestamp for when we recorded this, but yeah, they beat the Panthers. Yeah. Twenty-one to thirteen. Yeah. Um. All right, guys, if you guys don't know this, I'm a diehard school Vikings fan. Yes, I am heartbroken every year. I'm used to it. It's so Minnesota fan life. Minnesota. It's just what you get when you're a Minnesota fan. I'm a Packer fan. And yeah. I, yeah. The only the two sports teams I like in Minnesota, because I do, I can take part in the Minnesota heartbreak because I am a gopher hockey fan and I am a Minnesota wild fan. Yeah. So I also get a taste of the Minnesota losing but it's not – I feel like football is amplified because there's a lot more passion that goes into football. You think about, like, hockey. College hockey, it's 40 games. Right. Professional hockey is 82 games. And even, like, baseball, 162 games. There's a lot of small heartbreaks you can have along the way. Yeah, but like yeah. losing a game in football is, like, there's only 17 or 16 of them or 17 uh, or whatever. So it's, like, especially yeah. depending on, like, where your playoff – Sometimes, you know, when – I'm a – I'm a huge fan. Um, I have been since I was a little kid, but sometimes I even debate if I want to watch the Vikings game. Like, do I want to? Mm, do I want to get my heart broken today, or do I want to have a good day? <laughs> I don't know, but I I'm happy. We I won it. With that too. We got it. Ah, okay, cheesehead. Well, I mean, if you okay, I will Ooh, go pick go. Okay, Kate, be honest. <laughs> I I am a good. Packer fan. You are. You're one of, you're one of them. My, I don't now, my people. other friend, I have a, a really, my best friend the whole entire world. She's a she's a Packers fan. I'll rub it in your nose. Dude, she's such yeah. a bitch. Yeah, see, I don't <laughs> like that. And it's because ah. I have experienced other That's fans only because like it's that. me. It's only because it's no, me. No, I do it with everybody. Yeah. You can literally, with the team that I was just on, all Vikings fans, I'm the only Packer fan in the bunch. They literally would just sit there and roast me every single week about, oh, Aaron Rodgers this and like Brett Favre that and Jordan yeah. love this. And I just I just take it on the chin because I just take it on you the can't, chin. You can't break me. You know, you didn't make me. So you can't break me. That's a Deion Sanders quote for you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, so that's your good news. That's what you, What's your good news, Jordan? My good news is. uh the Braves are the number one seed. We're, we're, we're going to keep it on sports. sports. We're going to keep it on sports, huh? Braves are going to be the number one seed in I don't watch baseball. the NL. So that means that home field advantage goes through Atlanta for the rest of the playoffs. All right. Um, right on. Today is the last day of baseball for a lot of teams. Oh, lot is of, it? Yep. Sad so day. A lot of teams are going to play their last game of the season. It's a long season. 
I'm a big I'm a big baseball fan. Yeah. I think baseball is number one for me. Football is number mm. two, but it's very very. I will close. say this though: I can't watch baseball, but I'll go to a baseball game. Why? That is a, a fun time. Yep. that is a, a large I'm not large a, time. I'm not a drinker, but like baseball is one of those sports that one it's in the summer and you know early fall right. late spring it's there's really great parts of the season that you can catch a game at you're just vibing sitting outside you have yeah. a drink in your hand there's just something about like, being outside too now there's nets so like you can't even get hit by a foul ball it's so difficult unless you're like get hit by a home run oh, really? but yeah there's nets from first baseline all the way to third baseline now yeah. and that's right yeah my brother went to a white Sox game i think i saw that yeah it was something that they've been doing in japan it kind of like it really says a lot about america that like yeah, japan right. has they been like doing to take that. risk here guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's been fans who have been you want to very... go see american sport well you're gonna risk your life for it yeah <laughs> you think about a hundred plus mile an hour projectile just hitting you in the temple no big deal nbd what a way to go though <laughs> that would be a good way to go out. What a way. Hey, how'd you get here? I, I took You a, enter heaven or whatever you believe in. I took a baseball like, off a, the dome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and here I am. Here I am. Peter's like, wow, yeah, you want to see the replay? Let's go back <laughs> on the video board. We can take a look. Yeah. They probably have a hell of a scoreboard in heaven, don't you think? Oh, yeah. They have to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our good news. <laughs> that's great. Um, now, oh, now we're going to get into our homework. Yes, our I tried homework. To, I tried this to jump good. ahead because I was so excited to talk about our homework. Oh, really? Well, I want you to well, go first. Well, because I tried to go past good news. I, wasn't I know, paying but attention. I like, I really, um, if you guys are, if this is so happened to be your first episode that you're jumping on to, every week we give um, each other an album to listen to in the next episode. We, uh, we talk about it. I'm what's I want you to go first because I love yeah. this album. Okay. Um so I gave Jordan Brandy Carnile, by the way, I forgive you, that album with the joke on it. Uh I uh I love Brandy. Shout out to Brandy Carnile. She liked one of my TikToks. She did like one of your TikToks. Oh my god. That was a big moment for you. Love her. Brandy, if you fall if you listen to this, I just want to thank you for your songwriting. You have healed me in so many ways. Oh, thank you for being a G. She's a real one. Yes. I did I knew of her just because of the uh. joke. Because I knew that song. That Grammy performance yes. is everything. Everything. So, but go ahead. I have, again, yeah, listened to a couple of songs on the album I was familiar with. Um, but the album as a whole, this was a no-skip album for me. Absolutely. Um, every song on it was great. The joke, I know that it's the most played on the album. And it's like definitely her most popular song. But was so it's so good. Mm. It's one of those songs that like anytime it comes up on my shuffle on my like songs on Spotify, I always listen to it. It's a no skip song for me. Shout out my my second favorite song though, and I'm really passionate about because I listen to this album again. I like to listen to every album in different settings. Yep. I was cooking when I listened to this one. Fulton County Jane uh Jane Doe. Yes. Great song. Absolute banger. I yes. love that one. It's not a very it's only has four and a half million only, four and a half yeah. million listens. But I really, really liked it. Um that one. The mother. Uh, do you know the story about that song? So she wrote that song about motherhood and changing um a lot of scenarios. I think there's there's a line in the song that you took my sleep. And you took my, I, I have to look up the lyrics, but it's very, me as a mother, now um, I can, that song makes me bawl, that song makes me cry so much, it's so beautiful. Yeah, I was going to look up the lyrics, because I wanted to see, there were some lyrics in the song that yeah. definitely jumped out at me. The one that you were talking about, what did it start with though? Um, you took my sleep. sleep. Wait, 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 I'll hold you well. I'll hold you while you sleep, and I wish that I could go. Yeah, you know, this is the beginning. You, this motherhood—it's motherhood's hard, especially think, when you have a first baby. Yeah, I think you know that definitely. But oh. she's just talking about transitioning yes. from have you know having your freedom, having I this think. you know this musician traveling all the time, you know, writing, and then you'd bring in you know motherhood and this the dynamic of bringing a kid into the d dynamic of how much you actually can lose of yourself as yeah. a mother you know as a woman and i don't know if i'm misreading the lyric but when i read that lyric it's so an awful that's how i i mean again that's how i pick it up but. yeah and everybody's going to perceive the lyrics different when i yep. when i read it i'll hold you a while i'll hold you while you are sleeping and i wish that i could go that i don't know to me that means like okay so there are a lot of times as a parent where it does get tiring like they require so much attention and like 
yep. my kid, it's like they don't go to sleep on by themselves. Like we have to lay there and like wait till they fall asleep yeah, and then yeah. we can go. Yeah, exactly. And so as a, yeah. par- as a parent, it gets frustrating. Yes. You're like, I wish that you would just go to sleep by yourself. But then there's this whole <laughs> other side of you that's like, I, this isn't going to be forever. Like, yeah, they're not going to ask me to sleep with them when they're. Oh, and you know, I'm going 14. through that phase right now. Oh yeah, my God. Your, your kids are older. Oh my God. So like you're, you've already been through the stages that yes. I'm going through now, but yeah, you go through those as a parent. That's kind of how I read that yeah. lyric is like, I wish I could go. And then she doesn't say anything. Reflective. When all my rowdy friends are around accomplishing the dreams. But yeah. I am the mother of Angelina. But so that's a, that was a really great song. I really uh, love that one. So, um, uh, yeah, no, I want to, I want to say one more thing oh, before you go. Go okay, ahead. Okay. Well, this song, the re- <laughs> I found this album a little later, uh, when it came out, I knew the joke, but then I was going through this, this horrible breakup. Um, and then I, I found this out. I'm like, ah, oh, Brandy Carnile. I know it, but I'm going to, I'm going to listen to this album. The first song, um, oh, you, what a forget, what's the first song? Something. Every, yeah. Every time I hear that song, yep. holy shit. Because, um, when you go through a breakup or whatever, you always, you know, you go through life. It could be years down the road, right? It could be years down the road. You're over that person. You wish them well, but then there's that one fucking song Cuts that comes on. You're like, oh my God, just brings it all back to you, right? And that's that song for you? That's that song. Well, that's not that song for me, but she talks about that in that song. Oh, like, so that the actual By content. the way, I forgive you. Every time I hear that song. Yeah. Such a great uh, name for the album, too. Yeah. By the way. The whole song is, I think, is that whole album talks about forgiveness forgiveness of being a mother of like yeah. you know and just overall it's not forgiveness of being a mother but like forgiving yourself because yeah. we're as women we're really hard on ourselves yeah that's what i love about brandy carnell though she's in woman empowerment um she's got a beautiful wife herself um yeah, yeah god i think, I think she's so one good. of those she's one of those artists too that is she's underrated in my opinion she is very yeah. underrated she's not someone that's like Okay, in certain circles, she is well-known. Yeah, for sure. Like in, I think, like more women, definitely demographic, are yeah. going to like, I think, her music. But she is very, like, empowering. And yeah. her lyrics are very deep. And I think you said it earlier, like, women are very hard on themselves. But also society is very hard on women, too. Yeah. And so, yeah, she kind of touches on, like, subjects that maybe some people are not drawn to and it's not their not their bag as and she Austin does it with such say. elegance too yeah she does yeah oh my god and her voice oh my her i'm she's one of the best vocalists beautiful voice singing yes her range is in, is unstoppable she's probably one of the greatest singers in my book she has something so unique about that her rasp too yeah her like that rasp. little rasp that she does she is brandy carnell you are unforgivable so the frat boys have a a saying where they say it's for the boys i yeah. feel like we need to come up with like something for the girls you know like yeah i don't know if uh, you guys have a slogan like i don't think we do oh yeah brandy carlo she's for the boys she's but you would say like the the female version <laughs> yeah what would that be i don't know we'll have to come up with one let's come Maybe. up with i one. don't think i have the I'm not in that area where I think I get to come up with one. I respect you for recognizing that. Yeah. So you come up with it. (laughs) And then if I'm allowed to use it, then I will, then I will use it if allowed. Um, so I would, I I could talk about this album for a long time. The only other song I really, Oh, don't worry. It's going to be an episode. Yeah. Sugar, (laughs) sugar, sugar tooth was another one I really liked. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but ranking it as a whole, I called it a no skip album. So to me, it has to reside in that eight and a half to higher. I'm going to give it an 8.7. That's high. I like that. I really enjoyed it. Um, Again, listen to it while cooking. If you guys can't tell, I I cook a lot. Um, So I listen to a lot of music when I cook. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I also listen to it just not doing anything else, headphones, just closing my eyes and trying to really get into. I like to try to put myself in the artist's shoes. Yeah. Like where were they at when they wrote these lyrics? Yeah. You know, mentally and yeah, just trying to 
gain access a little bit into like where they were at so So high score for me that is a high score and that makes me so happy and you i knew you would enjoy this album i knew you were familiar with it but i i didn't think you had actually listened to this album there's a documentary that dave grohl did with his really that he did with his mom called cradle the stage and he does uh each episode it's dave grohl's mom virginia r.i.p she actually passed away i know and they had a beautiful relationship and Virginia Grohl was a wonderful woman, but that anyway, is a strong characteristic for a good man. I feel like. Oh you know, my a, god! A strong. Yeah, mom. they have a good mom yeah. and like a strong mom. That was Dave and Virginia. But anyway, um, Cradle the Stage. So his mom, uh, they did interviews with other parents and artists that grew up, you know, in the oh, music. Oh, very cool. Brandy Carnile and her mom did an episode is on oh. that series. And she talks just a tidbit about this. Yeah. Writing this album. Look, it's good. I'll have to look that it's up. It's so good. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like it'd be fun yeah. to give a listen to. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so your, epi- yeah, your man. episode, your uh, album was, the one I suggested to you was a band. Were you aware of this band at I all? I was not. Okay, not so even the, a little band, bit. the band that I assigned and the album I assigned is Tides of a Teardrop by Watch House, who are formerly known as uh mandolin orange yeah they changed their name during the pandemic and just a little bit of background on that i think from what i read they went through a transition of um it's a couple did yeah you, did you know that it was a couple yeah i wrote that down yeah. on my notes so they're a couple and they had a child and their child is actually like really close to the same age as mine and so i think okay. during that transition they changed their name and I don't know the exact story behind it, but it was definitely interesting. So what did you think dude, of this album? Dude, I wasn't prepared for this album. <laughs> I was not prepared for this album. So they're folky. Yep. Folk music. Not normally my go-to listen genre music. Uh, Jordan and I loved it. Good. I loved this album. This album is a no-skip album. So I listen to music. I listen to music at work while I'm working. And then again, I'll listen at different settings. I listen to this album quite a bit. Um, first time, I got to say, the first time I was listening to this album was at work. And, you know, I'm working and, you know, paying attention. But then track number six, Lonely All the Time, comes on. <laughs> and it caught my attention. Because I was like, I'm being called out right now. Oh my gosh. You even so, made a TikTok about it. I did. Yeah. It was a little like, you know, I, I wanted people to know that we were going to. And it got some, like, this band's known. A lot of my followers knew this band. Yeah. And was, you know, commenting on them. Uh, uh, yeah, that's so good. Full, uh, emotionally, very relatable, this album. Um, like you said earlier, it's a couple. It's a husband and wife, right? Yep. And I love a good husband and wife duo, like Civil Wars. Well, yep. that that well, turns that turns south. <laughs> they were just friends. They weren't married. No, they, they were, weren't ever married. No, so she was married, and then the man that uh, was her name, Joy. Wait a second. The Silver Wars were never married. No. Then they have a kid together. No, they. So she, the the man that she was married to, was their manager. But those two met at like a writing class or something. The drama. I feel like and there's then drama. They just like hit it off. Okay. But she has made comments that like people think that the reason the band broke up was like much more nuanced, but it actually wasn't. I always and thought those two were a couple. So there is. Okay. I liked this girl's <laughs> photo. I have to reach out to her on TikTok. I'm going to message her. I just saw this on TikTok. This girl did a breakdown of like a very brief history of the Civil Wars. Yeah. She did such a good job. It fit in line with our podcast so yeah. much. I'm going to reach out to her and maybe she can do a podcast. Oh, I'd be Civil so War. down. I, I have to look wow. up what her handle is. Well, I don't know. I thought they, I, you thought they were together. Guess. I thought they were together. I, I think that's a fair assumption to make based on but, their relationship and everything. So. Well, anyway, I do love a good husband and wife duo. Okay. And I this album to me... I feel like there there's a lot of honesty in the lyrics of album of what a relationship really is mm-hmm. and the amount of work that you have to put into it, right? Um, it was relatable to me because uh, they, he talks about a lot of you know, uh, like track six, lonely all the time. What was the beginning? Um, sitting at the dinner table with all the ones that I love. Um, that caught me right off right off the bat. I was like, it was listening right away. There was a time when I was able to sit down at the table with the ones that I love the most. 
but now my days have grown so grown so bitter. Lord knows that they get no better. I'm so tired of being lonely all the time. Yeah. Relatable. Um, <laughs> so I felt called out. Uh, this album made me ball my eyes out. Uh, there's just something about the strings and they make their instruments sing. Yes. They make their instruments sing. That's this whole entire album. It, and it touches, it just, it does something to me emotionally. Um, incredible songwriting. You know what, Jordan? This is probably, I'm, I've already saved, pre-saved uh, some of their other work that they've done. Um, I, you, you made me a fan. Yeah. You made me a fan. Um, loved it. So this, I think some of the way that this band got their popularity was they did have a song that was in a episode of Yellowstone. Oh, really? Yes. Um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on which one it is. Uh, heart of Gold. Take this heart of gold and melt it down. Okay. It's on an episode where Jimmy is... Oh, you watch Yellowstone, up. don't you? I did. I quit watching oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, it was an episode where Jimmy uh, starts taking a bull riding, and he's doing like a sign. He's signing up, to like registering for the event and everything. And they played that song, and that's how I got to know them. I heard their song. Yeah. Just that brief, like, okay, twenty seconds on that album, and I had to stop the episode and rewind and i was i was like had my shazam up on my phone i was like find this song for me like, i was so <laughs> desperate and then i listened to that song and then it was just floodgates like i was like yeah okay, I, have to do. Listen. I have to consume all of their music yeah and you kind of touched on it a little bit but the husband and wife are both so musically talented her voice I, that's why their talk. harmonies are so harmonies great. are so good but she has such a beautiful voice yes they're both gorgeous they're both very soft kind of reminds me of casey musgraves it's in my notes oh, really okay yes and you already that's what i wrote down very, yeah that's yep. a, that's cool that you put that in there yes and i did my first episode that's why i was like oh my god we're actually dark. Gonna, yeah yeah, I could see that. She, they do a tiny desk. Do you, are you a big? Oh, fan? I love tiny desks. Okay, yes. so they have a tiny desk. It's great. Um, okay, watching they're, that. They're both very just like I think they're from North Carolina. They're they both are like very soft spoken. Like they just seem like and they don't good have that people that big of a social following. No, they I because I was looking them up on TikTok because when I when I post something, I want to tag the artist. Yeah, to give them the cred. To give them the cred. Give them the cred. The cred. The cred. Uh, they don't have a you know a huge social following, but yeah, um, they look like they really love each other though. Yeah. Oh my god. I was kind of nervous when they changed their name to Mandolin Orange from uh, from Mandolin Orange to Watch House. There was part of me that thought they were getting divorced, mm. and I was like, oh god, please let that not be true. Oh, can we do like a pop culture snippet right now, real quick? Absolutely. Okay. Let's go. This is a sidebar. You rank? Did you segue? Rate? No. You rank your album first. You said that it was good, but I wanted to hear. Your I ranking. ranked it as an eight point seven. An eight point seven. Well, is that what I ranked? You did. Okay. And I literally. Wow, there it is, folks. Unagi. Well, uh, thank Unagi. You, thank you for joining us today. That's the end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, great album, great band. There, you should listen to their most recent album. Okay. I think it's called Watch House because they changed it. Just self-titled. Then they have a self-titled album. Okay. Okay, I have a. I want to put a bet in right now about something in pop culture. All right. Are you intrigued? Are you familiar with Dak Shepard? Yes. Dak Shepard. Of course. And um, Kirsten Bell. Of course. I'm calling it Q4 this year. They're going to get divorced. What? Okay. What? Some stuff happened. No. He did. What's okay, the tea? Dak Shepard did a podcast. People can find this on TikTok and YouTube, whatever. Listen to Dak's um, podcast. He had... I really wish I knew the guy's name. I feel bad. He is like a, he's an ally, trans ally, okay. ally of LGBTQ plus, hat was on Dax's podcast, Armchair Expert. Okay. Dax, the entire time, was playing devil's advocate with like some of the very alt-right conservative talking points about trans people who are trans. Okay. And it came across really gross to the point where the, his guests, and I forget his name. I apologize. Look, he started getting like flustered. And I will say his guests did such a good job of like remaining calm, answering the questions without getting 
upset or angry, but you could tell like in his voice, he like had to take a deep breath and like really like not get frustrated to the point of like wanting to walk off. So I'm, yeah, I'm making a proclamation. So you think because of that, they're going to get divorced? I don't know where Kirsten Bell is with all that, but okay. But if something comes out publicly that like, interesting, she didn't like the way he handled that situation. Maybe they're on the same page. Maybe she feels the same way look about that trans, up. right? Huh. So yeah, so that, um, I just, I don't know. I, that came across my mind. I wanted to make that proclamation known to the world that I'm going to call it that they're this year. They'll be divorced. Okay. You'll have to look it up on TikTok. Let me know what you think. Maybe I can find it. If you're going to send me down a, a TikTok, rabbit hole, hole. yep like, God, i love a good do. tiktok rabbit hole though yeah yeah everybody does but it's like I, three o'clock in the morning you're like what the hell did that happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know that uh oh, we've man. all been there oh shit um so that kind of brings us to the reveal of this yes. week okay it's okay. kate's kate's week yeah um i love this burn Okay, so it's a millennial staple. I would put them as a millennial staple band. Okay. Um, they're kind of I didn't I couldn't find a lot of information about them. They like to keep their life secret, which isn't it isn't a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But they got some fun stuff. Um, SSPU stands for Silver Sun Pickups. Okay. Yes. I have never heard of them. Yeah, I you said that last night when you guessed it, and I was like, and I you know segued and said, no, no, that's not it. You know one of their songs. It was very, very, very popular. Okay, what's it called? Uh, their song. Yeah. You you're being serious. You've never heard of Silver Sun Pickups. Okay, so you posted something on Instagram with the hashtag, but that wasn't their popular. No, no, that wasn't the song. Right. But I looked up the band and I saw that they had a song that was in Lincoln Lawyer, the yeah, TV show. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't look at which one it was because then I I felt shame and I was like, I shouldn't have done this. You don't know the song Lazy Eye? That's like the song that put them on the map. No, no, no. Not a, not a ting. It's going through my brain. Dude, you got to be. All right. Well. Well, that's why we're here. It's pretty popular. That's why we're here. A, you have to yeah. inform me on what. I, but I'm going to inform you. Like I said, uh, Silver Sun Pickups, guys, uh, they are a very big millennial band. Um, they were formed in t- the year 2000. I want to guess what state they're from. Okay. Silver Spoon. What's Silver it? Sun Pickups. Silver Sun Pickups. Okay. And they have a song called Lazy Eye. Yes. Okay. Very well, popular. Let's um, let's think here. Do one Dude. of Dude. Are they from South Dakota? Because one of the Mount Rushmore statues has a lazy eye. Just kidding. That's no. not true. Um, gosh, I I'm getting I'm getting West Coast vibes. Okay, close. Okay, I'm I'm getting Arizona. No, they are from Los Angeles. Ah, shisa. Okay, I gotta play. You this. can't play it. I know, but you can hear it. I'll I... just block it out. Never heard of it. Never heard of Lazy. Okay. okay I got to remember. 33 minutes. Okay. So uh, Silver Sound Pickups was formed in 2000 from Los Angeles by Brian Albert, lead vocalist and guitar, and Nikki Moniker. I hope I pronounced that correct. She plays the bass. Ooh. I love a woman in a band that's kicking ass. Let me tell you what. She plays badass bass, too, and she does some backing back vocals. Slap it a bass. Now, allegedly, Brian met Nikki on a flight from L.A. to London. Brian noticed Nikki sitting across the aisle from him. What? Stealing alcohol from the drink <laughs> cart by distracting the flight attendant because she wasn't legal if to that's order a, drinks. That's a millennial for you right there. That's incredible. Yeah, what that's an a incredible great story. way to and to meet look somebody. at that and to look at that person and be like, I want to be friends with them. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Dude, I would. If yeah. I was taking an airplane and I saw somebody Sneaking distracting booze. the flight attendant and Stealing booze from the booze cart. I want to know what kind of booze it was. Immediately, we're your friends. You think she's immediately. a vodka? Can you tell like what her drink of choice would be? Like a vodka. She crayon? seems like a vodka. Vodka crayon. You think? Yeah, Nikki, if you're listening to this, you you DM give me. us a shout out. Give us a shout out. Uh, let, let us know what your drink of choice is. Um, we guessed vodka, so yeah. So yeah, she plays basses, bass guitar, basses. Remember, slap on the bass. Slap on the bass, man. Yeah. So that's how. Um, that's how they met. What a story. That's great. So in, let's see here. Before Silver Song Pickups, uh, the band actually consists of Brian, Nikki, um, Jack Kennedy, and I can't, I hope I pronounced this right, Elvira, 
was her name, and they were named Couples of Couple. Like couple, oh, that was their name. Couple of couple. Couples was the name of the band oh, okay. that they had. Couple of Couples. Because right. was it a couple of couples? Yeah, a couple of couples. Couple of couples. Get it? So I don't know what happened. They left the band, and they were replaced um, by the drummer Christopher Gonello. Did I pronounce that right? I'm gonna use fir- I'm gonna use first names. Okay, he's a drummer, and then also instead of replacing with another guitarist, they replaced him with Joe Lester, who is a keyboardist. He plays okay. keyboards for. I love I love when there's a keyboardist in the band. It just drives another dynamic into the band. Um, so he plays keyboard. Then that's when Silver Sun Pickups was made. Now, where do you think Silver Sun Pick? Where, where do you think they got that name? From? I don't know, dude. Um, it's so great. This is so good. That's a creative name. So Silver Sun Pickups was made their official name after making late night trips to a local liquor store called Silver Sun. They used to call those trips Silver Sun Pickups. That's awesome. <laughs> Badass. That's a great name and a great story behind it. I know. Love it. So again, we have band members Brian Albert, who is the lead singer and guitarist. Uh, he was born in uh, California, June 12, 1976. Oh, really? Yes. He's a little older. So he's not a millennial. He's not a millennial. No, he's considered Gen X. Yeah, yeah. 1976. So, but a millennial band. Yes. Because they got pretty popular in the millennial era, in my teenage years anyway. He, okay, so their popularity isn't recent. It's they that. They, like, they were very alt, alt millennial, like kind of like along with the killers. Okay. Yeah, when they you, were in that era. When you played that song my brain was saying because of Lincoln lawyer that it was a recent song. No, but but immediately when you played it, I got nineties vibes. Like I was like, Oh, this song had to have come out. Like this song had to have been in an Adam Sandler movie or something was my initial thought when you played it. It's not, but we'll get into it. Uh, but he started actually playing piano at seven in an interview. It's known that he said, um, it was a time where parents were making their plays, their kids play piano. (laughs) <laughs> Though they had no desire to, but you know, hey yep. kid, play piano in. Anyway. You have to learn the piano. You have to learn the piano. Okay? It's like learning cursive. Like you have to know how to do this, otherwise yeah. you will die. And I think that takes the enjoyment of you wanting to learn something. For sure. When somebody's like, you have to learn how to do this. Yep. So he was never into it. Um, but he got a classical guitar and just started screwing around with it. And he became obsessed with the guitar. And he played the guitar in private. And then from that point on, he never took lessons. He salt he self-taught himself how to play guitar he's an epic guitar player so good was that lick that you showed me that we're we'll have to cut that yeah that's him that was him yeah that's like a really famous intro to a song it's blowing my mind that you don't know that song (laughs) some people just are on your radar you know oh i get it i get it it's a it's like it's about the people who can bring those people into your radar yeah and And that's what that's why we're doing this podcast people Um, then there's Nikki Moniker. I hope I'm saying these names correctly, guys. Bass guitar. She also does back vocals. There's not a lot of information about Nikki's childhood, but she was born in Texas. Um, she didn't start playing the bass until really late into her life. Not honestly, not until she met uh, Brian and they became roommates for a little bit. And then they just started jamming together. She just picked up a bass guitar and started jamming out with Brian. And here we are. Wow. She plays bass. She's slapping the bass. That's, a, that's some of impressive. the best uh line like best instrumentals on in a lot of their songs is bass mm-hmm. guitar and it's her and that's uh, bad Ugh, she's so good um self-taught as well then huh yeah okay yeah i would assume so uh and she i love her voice and i'm gonna go into that later on too when i the down later on when i'm going over this but she has a beautiful voice and she's so nervous to sing like she has from, stage fright, or yeah, she but she looks at everything singer. as like like a competition, is what I read. Okay, and so that's how she gets over her stage fright. But she does; she gets nervous before shows. So did Lionel Richie. Yeah, Lionel Richie dealt with dealt with really bad stage fright. Nikki, you have a beautiful voice, by the way. Don't stop. Um, and then we have Chris. This blew my mind, dude. This guy blew my mind. So Chris is from LA. There's not a lot of information on how he became a drummer, but here's a fun fact about Chris, the drummer. Um, he's an actor. He's been in films such as Jennifer's Body, Prom Night, and Boot Camp. I don't know what Boot Camp is. Hmm. Prom Night I'm very familiar with. Yeah. I want to know what he played in Prom Night. 
that's a it's horror movie. So, it's been so long since that came, movie came. Jennifer's out. Body too is one of those really. Yeah. It was like a popular. Yeah, he he was in the. He's an you actor. Think he's like he, an extra, like someone that's in the background. Or you think he's like the. I well, I try to look a little bit. Um, he's in what? Do you, what's that website? IMDb. IMDb. Yeah, he's in that. Oh, so he has like an IMDb account. Yeah. He's probably like friend with case of beer or something yeah. or I don't know, <laughs> frat boy. I don't know. Listen, this guy can slap some skins. He's an underrated, underrated drummer, in my own opinion. This guy is an insane drummer, super fast. That's the thing about Silver Sun pickups, distorted guitars and drums, fast drums. Very, very good. Love, love. A lot of people will say that they kind of have a Smashing Pumpkins feel. I could see that. Shoegaze music, Smashing Pumpkins. Um, which I can kind of pick up on that. And then we have Joe Lester. Literally, there's nothing on this guy. He's very obscure. I have nothing on him besides he's just a really rad good keyboardist. keyboardist. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's it. Usually the keyboardists are, you know. I love, I love, I love watching the keyboardists. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do another Foo Fighters reference here. Um, they have a keyboard, Remy, and I love watching him on live shows because he's having the time of his life smoking J's and slamming K's. Uh, Keys. Yeah. <laughs> but the so. uh, keyboardists of the band, but, they're definitely getting the bunk bed in the tour bus. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. <laughs> they're definitely getting the bunk bed on the tour bus. <laughs> they're not, uh, they don't get the suite. <laughs> but watching him, watching videos, Joe's always having a fun time performing on stage with Silver Sun too. He just That's seems cool. like a pretty rad guy. I just don't have a lot of information about him. So in 2005, they released their EP, which I'm not actually too familiar with, but I am familiar with the single that they released called kissing families it's a pretty good song that was released in 2005 then 2006 came along and this is when they became very mainstream with their biggest hit lazy eye um they also have another single called well thought out uh twinkles which is also a very badass song in my opinion uh which both hit uh top 10 billboard modern billboard modern rock charts in 2007. Wow. Lazy Eye, okay, this is another thing that like how do you not know Lazy Eye? Lazy Eye was featured on Rock Band 2 and in um Guitar Hero I World have, Tour. I guarantee I've played that song. Though. You had to have. You remember Rock Band? I have and Guitar rock Hero? Band. I have the whole setup. You do? It's in my basement right now. Oh, that could be a large My time. P- my PS3 broke though. I remember playing Lazy Eye on Rock Band. So if it's on Rock Band, I definitely played it. Yeah. But you kind of mentioned it earlier about like listening to that song, Smashing Pumpkins. Like, yeah, I can definitely see like the guitar lick, like very yeah. in line with that. And even I would say kind of sounds Foo Fighter-ish too. Because like Dave being a drummer, he likes like the, like his guitar chords are so unique. Yeah, they are. Because he has for sure. the guitar or the drum background of like the... that's like very much like i think like a drum rhythm almost for a guitar oh i love yes for sure uh yeah so we're featured on that then they toured with some pretty bit one of your i think i'm pretty sure you're familiar with these people but in 2007 (laughs) they toured i'm questioning everything now i'm just like this is such that was such a big song it like i just remember it took over mtv that music video was being played all the time that's how I fell into Silver Sun pickups was because of the Lazy Eye music video. They're just, uh, they're just playing music together. I just remember the lead singer Brian is just like, just shredding the guitar in that music video. Just I just Dope. pretty epic. Okay, so they toured epic. with whom? So they toured with uh, Wolf Mother. Okay, go. Oh, okay. Snow Patrol. Oh my gosh, I love Snow Patrol. I know. <laughs> That was their There'll US, be an episode on them for there sure. Was their, uh, that was their U.S. spring tour. Um, they also played at the Coachella uh, Music Festival. And they also uh, toured the U.K. and Ireland in 2007. And they opened up for the Foo Fighters in Dublin. Oh, sweet. Just for that one yeah. show? Yeah. Cool. Uh, and they uh, that album sold 435,000 copies since its release. That's pretty good. Carnvises. So it's so good. Then 2009 was their next album. Um, a quick segue here. The reason why, this is the reason why I picked Silver Sun Pickups. I made a TikTok about their most recent album, uh, Physical Thrills, because it's so good. I love it. And when I posted that TikTok, somebody commented that they're like, they're still making music. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they've been making music. They've never stopped. Um, and so I just wanted to like bring this up to attention. Like they, Silver Sun Pickups stopped. Stop. Yeah. They're playing and their albums have been great. So 2009, they released Swoon, which was an also a huge hit for them. Swoon, you said? Swoon. Okay. Yep. Um, they have a huge, the, the 
has the hit Panic Switch, which is personally one of my favorite Silver Sun pickup songs. Um, it was released on April 14th of 2009 to very positive reviews. It debated. Um, it debated. Debuted. Debuted <laughs> number seven, selling approximately uh, 43,000 copies in its first week. Wow. Yeah, big deal. Big deal. Early December 2009, the band was nominated uh, in their first. Uh, the band was nominated Best New Artist category, which actually caught for the Grammys, which actually caused some controversy because they were pretty successful in 2007. And they so got... they weren't really considered like new. Right. Um, but it was a little controversy around that. That's a. I don't remember that happening. I remember them being nominated, but I don't remember like the big controversy. Someone's always going to be pissed off about something. I feel like at the Grammys. Um, They toured with Placebo. Are you familiar with Placebo? Placebo, Love Placebo. uh, On their 2009 winter European tour. They also toured with Manchester uh, Orchestra. Great. You love them? I like Manchester Okay. I was like, you know Manchester? Because that's such a great band. In the spring of 2010. They seem like... They would be an interesting combo to go to that show where they open for Manchester. I don't know. Orchestra. Manchester has some heavy part. Has some heavy. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. guess it's kind of having that good balance of different uh, genre or not genres. They've but toured styles. with so many. Yeah, they've awesome toured with bands. a lot of different people. And then they toured with Muse in the U.S. Wow. tour that year. Muse. That's pretty big. We're gonna do it. Two thousand nine. You said this is all two thousand nine. This was two thousand ten. Two thousand ten. When they okay. toured with Muse and then Manchester Orchestra. Cool. I'm gonna talk about Panic Switch. Okay. Um, first of all, I want to go into this album Swoon. Uh, this is where I think I really uh, paid attention to Chris as a drummer. I I love the drums. Okay. Um, I wish I think I need to learn how to play the drums because I'm always air drumming. I'm always on beat. Uh, very fast, very, I, I, like I said, I don't play instruments. I go by how I feel guys. So I don't know if this is technical or anything, but it seems pretty complicated because it's constantly ongoing. Right. Um, panic switch is one of those drum tracks for me where it just blows my mind. Lyrically, the chorus is, uh, I think the song talks about just anxiety in general, which relatable. And the chorus goes, uh, when you see yourself in a crowded room, do your fingers itch? Are you pistol whip? Will you step in the line or release the glitch? Do you think she'll sleep with the panic? Wow. I just, uh, wow. And then if you, you have to listen to the songs because it's like, when you see, it's so good. It's so good. Um, this is a no skip album. In my opinion, I love swoon. Um, I'm not going to say it's my favorite, it's not my favorite um, album by Silver Song Pickups, but it's rated up there. Such a good album. Then in 2012, they released the album Neck of the Woods, which was released May 8th, 2012. Um, it opened at the top of the iTunes 100 albums, and it moved into the number one spot the following day. They later toured the West Coast, Midwest, and Western Canada with Atlas Genius. Are you familiar with I've them? I've heard of Atlas Genius. Yeah, they're yeah. really good. In August of 2012... Um, in August of 2012, the singer and guitarist of the band, the happy hollows, which I'm not familiar with this band, mm. uh, replaced Nikki because she was on maternity leave. Nikki gave birth to twins. She has wow. twin girls. Impressive. Now I don't know. Was she on tour when she was pregnant? I don't know. I'm going to, if she, I don't, again, very obscure band, not a lot of information, but honey, if you were kudos, because yeah. you playing guitar and pregnant with twins. Oh. Playing the bass would be difficult, especially carrying. Toys. Yeah, right. Like your, your bass would be like but, three feet away from yeah. where it's supposed to be. I do want to say I respect them having very private lives mm-hmm. and being this obscured. You know, I think it's really important to keep your life and your, um, you know, and your career separate. You know, from that. But uh, so is she, she's not with anybody in the band, though, right? No. Okay. So actually, I think I said this earlier, but Brian and Nikki, they were roommates for a little bit. Yep. They're both, um, married. Not they're not married together, but they're both separately separately married, yeah. married and okay have families i just stuff. know with like their kind of their obscure way of meeting each other if that also led into like a romantic like relationship too no but nope just you couldn't friends. find anything about that just That's best cool. buds just like you and i jordan cool best buds um then so in 2014 through 2017 okay so they have they released uh, a singles collection so on january of 2014 silver sun pickups announced that they were going to release the singles collection with 10 previously released songs 
um, that they've done. So they did some press appearing on Jimmy Kimmel Live for this. Um, and then, guys, look this up on YouTube. This is so good. Uh, they performed at Omebia Music. Did I say that right? Omeba? Omeba um, Music in Hollywood. So it's like a record store in Hollywood. Oh, okay. And they did some acoustic sets, which are, they're so good. I'm a, God, I'm such a sucker for acoustic. Same. And this gives you a lot of a different feel of a lot of their really popular songs. Lazy Eye on acoustic, when they did that, is so good. Look it up on YouTube. They have some pretty good shots on there. Uh, but also they, it's not on here. I couldn't find this, but I know they performed for David Letterman and they did the song panic switch. I think I'm going to rewind back though. They, they did the song panic switch live on David Letterman. And that's like watching him, Chris drum to that was insane by the way. It was so good. Fast drummer. Anyway, segue. So when they played that acoustic show and you said that you can find them on YouTube, did they actually yeah. do like a small production where yeah like it, was it like is high quality yep. okay cool yeah it's really good i don't know if it was like some guy with a cell phone that's like hey <laughs> no, no 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 this is like this was a legit production cool. really good uh these connect so later on those collections of those singles that they remastered was released uh in february of two that was it year was that 2014 14 yeah yeah and they released it on regular formats but they also did a seven vinyl set Seven? Seven. Seven vinyl set. I did not know about this, but let me tell you what. I'm ordering that. I'm getting that because there's a bonus track on there called Devil's Cup, which I looked up because I didn't know that this existed. I didn't know this song existed, and I looked it up. It's on YouTube, but you can't find it on Spotify. Ooh. So good. So it's like truly a hidden it is track. It is truly a hidden track. You can't. It's not on Spotify, but you can find it on YouTube. Okay. Not the same, though. No. But I'm gonna order that. I did not know like they did that. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't care. I don't seven. care. That's a lot. And there's probably two sides to every one, right? I don't know. I mean, to the, the vinyl. Is it seven vinyl? Like, is that the? It's name? a box. It's a box of vinyl. Yeah. So there's yeah. seven of them. Right. So that means there's fourteen sides. So they have. If my math is correct. They have on Spotify. They have the like the the different collections, but they just don't have. You can't find the doubles cup okay there. wow yep so anyway very cool okay so then that was their then their next album was called better nature which is a very good album too as well I, they don't have a bad album they don't have a bad album better nature was released september of 2015 with the popular track uh circadian rhythm okay last dance such a good song uh, which is personally one of my favorites because it really showcases Nikki's back vocals. She sings a little bit more on that. And that's where I first discovered like, whoa, 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 this girl can sing. Like mm -hmm. she has a very soft, subtle tone. It's very good. And you can really hear her her tones and her vocals in that song and that track. And it's it's superb. It's great. You got to listen to excelente. them. It's well, excelente. Yeah, I have like more homework to do other than the regular albums. Yeah, that you, uh... well, just hold on. That might be your homework coming up. Oh, okay. Then in 2019, Widow Weeds. This is my favorite album. And this blew my mind because I did not know. This is this has been my favorite Silver Sun pickup album for since it was released. I did not know whoever produced it. Come to find out while doing my research for this episode, Butch Vig produced this album, which makes total sense because Butch Vig is very drum heavy. Mm. And I always, I've always said this, behind every great drummer, Butch Vig's involved. Sure. He's always been involved, you know. Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters. Um, and they do a single on there, which it doesn't matter why, which is such a good song. So this is the album that he produced that she did sing more? Do you think that he had some influence in Oh, that yeah. Absolutely. Of wanting her to really display her voice and have yeah. it come out in the tracks? Well, that... Not on this album. So Better Nature is the album where you first really hear Nikki's voice. Okay. But I'm going to get into that because it that, that does you do hear more of Nikki's voice with the records that Butch Vig does produce for Silver Sun Pickups. Sure. And yeah, I have without a doubt, I know that Butch had an influence in that. Absolutely. Uh, but they had hits on Widow Weed, Widow, Widow Weeds, Widow Weeds, <laughs> Widow Weeds <laughs> on that album. It doesn't matter why Freakazoid and don't know yet. OK, 
Um, the band said that working with Butch Vig was very collaborative. He is, he is a very easygoing person and puts everything at ease. Brian Albert has gone on to say that the record, that this record has a morning vibe, but it's not a sad album. It's about change. It's about growing up and moving on and letting go of things. Oh, okay. Uh, he writes a lot of the songs too. And I had to go ahead and write down the lyrics to the song. Don't know why, because this hits deep to me. Uh, this is part of the chorus. I can see now you wanted to play. Hurry back. I think they're closing the gate. But I fear it's just a moment too late. Don't know what you're gunning for. Should I hit the deck, fall through the floor? Don't know what you're thinking of. Do I chip away or keep my defenses up? Don't make a sound if it gets too loud. Will you hear me when I come around? Wow. This is like your inner demon demons. So that was what I'm getting from that. Like we're always in our head. We're always conflicted of what to do or inner, always fighting those inner demons, but fighting those inner demon demons too. And coming to the other side is all about change too. So yeah, it can be sad, right? When we go through those things, Yeah. but the change that you, that you get, like what the perspective, the new perspective that you get from these challenges, that's what that album brings to me. I think the last line, will you see me when I come around? Is that what it is? Will you hear me when will I come around? Because me? don't make a sound if it gets too loud. Will you hear me when I come around? Okay. Yeah. That's deep. I can see that you wanted to play. Hurry back. Okay, sorry. I'll do on that. Um, great album. That's a no-skip album. Uh, a lot of Spoon's a no-skip album. This is a no-skip album. And what year did this one come out that you're talking 2000, about? 2017? 2019. 2019, okay. Yeah. yeah they've, been, they've been making music, guys. I blew my mind when that guy commented. Everybody, if you don't know this band, you <laughs> need to crawl out of the hole but that here's you're the in. But here's the thing. I was talking to myself when I said that. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a big hit, Lazy Eye was a big hit for them. And was that? That was early on. That was early. That was, that's, that's what put them on the map. From. And that was a huge hit for them. I mean, it was it, it was a really big song in that in that era of music right you sometimes that's all they that's all you're known for yeah, unfortunately don't come back from that one but they've wonder. done a lot of press for their other albums like on dave letterman's show and stuff like, yeah. they've been making pretty badass music so guys. okay question then mm -hmm. you obviously are a big fan of them yeah because you're doing a podcast about them but do you think that most people would consider them a one-hit wonder do you think no. that they get labeled oh that? no no okay. no absolutely not because me coming from like not knowing them I just want to know the perception maybe of other people thinking that they might be a one hit wonder. If somebody thinks that they're a head what head a head what a one hit wonder, DM me. Let's go around. Let's talk about it. <laughs> because there's there's they're not. Good luck, everybody. Yeah. Or anyone who I'm sure you don't. Okay. Yeah. Um anyway, so yeah, they're not a one hit wonder. Then their next album, their most recent album, it's called Physical Thrills, which is so amazing. It's so good. Oh my god. Um, this is really pop. If you listen to Alt Nation listeners um, on X on Sirius XM, uh, they do play uh, Empty Nest quite a bit, which is off of that um, song, which is off of the Physical Thrills album. They actually have an acoustic, so they have Physical Thrills, and then they have an acoustic Physical Thrills album. Oh, so they released a whole other album, all acoustic. Just okay, cool. Yeah, so good. Um, Butch Vic produced this album. So he did their two most recent albums. He did their two most recent albums, and they're so good. Again, you can hear the drums, like the tracks, really well in this album, too, as well. Singles released were Scared Together, Alone on a Hill, which this is where uh, Nikki has the lead vocalist. Now, this is the first track, because it's always been Brian. He's always been Nikki's always been the background vocals. Yep. This is the first track ever recorded by Silver Sun Pickups, where Nikki has the whole song. Wow. Nikki, your voice is so good. Keep doing it. Oh, so, so you really enjoy that track. Where I she do. Sings. Soft, subtle tones, very soothing. She's very good. Um, so it's it was a go on to say that she was very nervous to go on to do this project, uh, to do this track. Mm -hmm. But she just somebody told her to channel her inner Kate Bush. If you know who Kate Ooh. Bush is, running up that hill. <laughs> and she did. And I can hear that. I can hear that, Nikki. You did such a good job, Nikki. Good job, Nikki. Good job, Nikki. It's such a good song. Um, 
Yeah, and it's everything. It's literally everything. And then Emptiness, which I that's that's actually love that single. I made a TikTok on that one. Have you heard that? Have you you haven't heard that song? You made a TikTok about it? Yeah, I did. I probably heard the song then. But then I was like, mm, I don't know who this is. Um, and then another personal favorite of mine that's not a single, there's a song on there called Hidden Moon, which is really good. The arrangement's really good. Distorted guitars. I love that. Um, but anyway, so here's the lyrics to Emptiness. Cause is this the one that she They sings? made this album. No, this okay. isn't. This Different is their song. single. Okay. I do want to go over these lyrics. So when, you, when they talk about making Emptiness, it was after COVID, right? tough times tough times and so they this is where this album and most of the songs were written uh here's the lyrics to it should have known i gotta get this off my chest i'm allowed to keep around this emptiness it's so much to clean up a clever mess should have known should have known again i feel like that's like fighting your inner demons and stuff and then just sitting alone with it and your emptiness because you know at that time you're not allowed to go where Again, this is where artistry comes in. You read these lyrics, they're a little sad, right? Like, oh gosh, that's sad. You listen to the song, upbeat tempo. But they they mask some of their the darkness yeah. of the lyrics into like an upbeat song, which I think some, yeah, some I love it when do artists that. do that. I love it. Uh, Paramore does that oh, all goodness. the time. Yes, <sighs> Haley Williams. Ain't it fun living? in the it's not fun Haley. ain't it fun but i'm gonna vibe with you and dance it's such a great song <laughs> i know i love paramore um but that's physical thrills and that's her most recent album yes they did do a song for the um uh, lincoln lawyer lincoln lawyer that's the on lincoln there. lawyer the lincoln lawyer uh, lawyer i just said it in a boss loyal i know lincoln lawyer uh, but that's Silver Sun Pickups. I don't have, I mean, they're pretty private. I just went over their albums, but blew my mind that Butch Vig produced, produced two. two of their most recent albums. I had no idea. And I love Butch Vig. I know a lot of his projects that he's done. Yeah. So Midwest, awesome. good Midwest guy from Madison, Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. I did not know he was from Wisconsin. Yep. I saw the video. I think you might've reposted it of when they were producing a Foo Fighters album and Taylor Hawkins like had his crotch and oh my god face. yes and Bushwick's face and then Dave like called it out he's like how do you feel having Taylor's uh being so close to Taylor's like genitals oh, or whatever yeah. he says. He's, and he's like, he's like hey man he's like that's why I wasn't looking yeah <laughs> so he does seem like a very like down to earth person I actually don't know a ton about him like I know some of the work that he's done yeah I'll definitely be doing an episode I've always said this uh watching him in documentaries and just watching his process and stuff and how he thinks of these things he's such a brilliant mind when it comes to music he knows exactly what needs to be done he knows exactly what's going to be a hit he just he just knows it he's such a chill easygoing guy again for them to say that now for Silver Sun Pickups to say that about Butch Vig Totally makes sense. I don't know Butch Vig personally, but when I watch him in these documentaries and stuff, he just he's so chill, yeah. very laid back, chill. But he knows how to make a banger. You know, again, I think we talked about this before. He's he's worked with Smashing Pumpkins. He did Nevermind, um, yeah. Garbage. He's done so many projects. He's such a incredible producer. Probably he's one of the best. Yeah, one of the best. So I was really knowing that he produced these two albums and then hearing the drums and like not surprised, but dude, Chris, Chris, I want to give Chris a shout out. The drummer for silver song pickups, dude, you are a rad drummer. You are technical too. Very. You, I don't know if you get the praise that you deserve, but you are a badass drummer, my boy. And apparently an actor. Oh, that's right. I forgot. He was the actor. prom night. Jennifer's body. I didn't know that. Multifaceted. Yep. Silver song pickups. Awesome. SSPU. I'm glad I learned more about them. I'll have to check them out because I have like zero exposure to them. Definitely look up uh, when they played at the the record store in Hollywood. Look up those segments. They're so good. Intimate. I love that's why I love about acoustic shows. It's just him and Nikki. This is Brian and Nikki performing on acoustic guitar on their singles. It's so good. Yeah. Really good. Awesome. Silver Song Pickups. That's our episode for. Silver, I've never, I can't even get their name right. Even. Silver, Silver Sun Pickups. And the story about their name, like getting their name too, is so unique too. Yes. It reminds me of like being, when I was younger, like our big thing was stealing change from my friend's parents and going to get slushies at the gas station down right? the road. <laughs> like, yeah. That was, that was definitely like us, but. Yeah. So for next episode, we need to assign albums. Yeah. 
Do you have one in mind? Yeah, absolutely. Since, well, I did have, I've just changed my mind because you need to know. <laughs> so you're going to make me listen to one of their I albums. am, for sure. Can't and know which one. I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you um, Widow Weeds, 2019. Okay. The one, the first one that was produced by Butch Vig. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you that album. Widow Weeds. Yep. Okay. So the album that I'm giving you is For Emma Forever Ago by Bon Iver. Oh, I was waiting for you to give me a Bon Iver album. Uh, so people are going to learn pretty quick that I have a little, I listen to a lot of sad boy music. Yeah, I think I put out that on Instagram post yeah, too. Yeah, I, I like a lot of sad music. And I won't say anything more about that album, but I really like that. They're, that's a no-skip album for me. Mm. So I'm interested to see how you how you feel about it. Can't wait. Um, I'm going to have to... Bon Iver, like I'm familiar with him, but you have to be in a mood like you need to that's the yeah. thing about that's the thing about us doing this podcast i, re, I was realizing because i was cramming listening to all these different albums to prepare myself for for the podcast you have to it's it's hard to switch back to you know to listen to these different albums and stuff but i'm ready because the track that he did with taylor swift that's what made me a fan exile exile holy shit yeah he has collaborated with a lot of people. He's collaborated with Kanye. He's collaborated with Taylor Swift. Did you say Kanye? Yes. Kanye West? Yep. He's collaborated with uh, Zach Bryan. They just collaborated on a song, which Casey Musgraves actually collaborated with Zach Bryan, too. I'm not okay. A, I'm not a big fan of him, but... Wow. Wow range of artists that he's worked with. Yes. But yeah, he, so he's worked with a lot of different people, so... Nice. I'm but, excited. Yeah. So it should be good. Okay. Um, Next episode will be me, and mm -hmm. I pretty much already have my person picked out, and I need to just do my research on um, yeah. the group, or musician, or producer, or uh, album, <laughs> and yeah, I'm excited to I, teach you more. I'm excited to teach you too, and I'm, I'm not quite sure who my next one's going to be, but well, I have a list of a million but yeah, I think I that's the thing. It's like you, I have ideas for like what I want to do and there are a lot of them. It's just like actually being like, Oh, that I think for me, like when I picked mine, it was like, Oh, that would be different. Yeah. Like nobody would be expecting that to be the first episode or you would expect me to right. pick Casey Musgrave. So you did so good with that too. Thanks. You did good too. I enjoyed learning more about them and I look forward to listen and I'll probably listen to the last two albums since I know the, the producer on both of them blew my mind had no idea awesome. anyway are we signing out are we signing out? are we out <laughs> signing out we're signing out we're signing out yep that's the end of the episode appreciate everybody uh listening in and yes thank you guys make sure you're following our socials we're on instagram audio odyssey podcast on instagram um soon we'll have a tiktok account that i'll mm -hmm. be working on you can follow me on tiktok savage kate i'll be on there sharing podcast stuff too as well and i think it we always like collaboration so um we didn't really say it on the in the intro or the first episode but dm us like suggestions like we're, yeah absolutely we're still at the point where we're like really new at this and so like if you guys have suggestions for stuff you'd like to see or bands you'd like to see if we keep hearing the same one over and over again that you guys want to deep dive on then mm -hmm. we'll definitely uh assign it to one of us and yeah, we'll for sure get after it. So all right, but thanks again, everybody, and uh, this, thank you. This was what was what's the name of the podcast? Audio Odyssey. Perfect. All right, thanks everyone. Okay. Have, peace out. Bye bye.